focusing. In this short presentation, I want to introduce to you um, something called focusing. This was developed by Gene Genlin, I think in the 60s. And he chose this word for a process that's very similar to what we just did in the, uh, the exercise healing, the fragmentation of the fall. Um, that process, healing the fragmentation of the fall, was based on the Greek fathers of the church. Focusing is, is going to be going through a very similar process, but it's kind of looking at it through language that we understand. Um, and again, this is based on a process created by Jean Genlin. So with focusing, we invite ourselves again into a certain kind of awareness. So in our everyday tasks, most of the time we have to spend a lot of our attention on tasks and issues, getting things done, responding to things, troubleshooting. And many of us are not aware of, or we can ignore, or even try to silence our inner bodily felt experiencing of all that is happening in our lives. And what focusing does is it develops an attitude that is an invitation so that we offer ourselves to be open and centered on the whole of what is happening in the present, not just on getting things done or responding to this fire, but the whole thing. So as we talked about our, um, the type and quality of thought, sensations, and feelings in healing the fragmentation of the fall, we're also beginning to look at what is the whole experience of what is happening. And what Jean Genlin focuses on in focusing is focusing, excuse me, on the usually ignored body's inner sensations. So when we're doing focusing, we silently ask, how is the whole of me experiencing all of this? How is the whole of me experiencing this entire situation? And perhaps everything is well. Perhaps our bodily experience is calm and spacious and flowing, or perhaps there are something, there is something or even many somethings which are hindering our ability, as he would say, to feel good. Or as we would say, maybe, to feel at peace with where we are in relation to God, in what is happening. So by learning the practice of focusing, we're, we're hoping to come to um, a much richer and more complex sense of our lives than simply, I feel good, or I feel bad. In general, what happens is, is in focusing, it's a process by which we begin, as we've done, to recognize um, somatic sensations, bodily sensations that are usually vague, maybe quite subtle, or very, uh, like, like the wind, they're kind of passing, coming and going, um, and, and not quite stable and present and strong, but very, very subtle. And it's like 
using a pair of binoculars to gradually bring this inner world into focus, to turn something that's very blurry into something that's very clear so that we can see it. So once we turn this, um, the, the binoculars and these vague and blurry and, um, you know, passing uh, subtle somatic sensations are now becoming clear, we call that having a felt sense. Now it's not this vague little inner, oh, I feel tight in my stomach, but we have a very clear sense. Maybe there's uh, energy zipping around inside of me or um, all the blood is rushing to my head and my face feels very hot. You know, it's a felt sense that's in focus. It's present, it's clear, it's stable. Once it happens, Genlin asks, uh, leads us to ask, to ask simple questions like, two, two are those sensations. So what are you worried about? You know, or what do you need? They're addressed to this felt sense itself as if we were talking with a friend. And often, not always, but many times, if we wait patiently and gently, that felt sense answers with an unexpected insight, an aha moment. And when that happens, that our body kind of releases, opens, relaxes, something deep inside becomes unstuck. We may see a new sense of direction and have this fresh energy and hope about undertaking it. So let's talk a little more about the felt sense. Um, something forms, as we said, inside of us that's vague, indefinite, difficult, to put into words. As we reflect back on a situation or as we're in a situation and we say, what's, what's wrong? What's happening? You know, then we begin to feel this vague, indefinite sense within us. And we try to describe it. We don't just say, oh, I feel uncomfortable. But we try to put words to it, a sentence to it, or maybe just an image. Uh, maybe I feel locked in. I feel uh, trapped. I feel in prison. I feel dark. Um, they may even be illogical words that somehow represent the situation. Or we may even make up words or make up crazy images that somehow express how we're feeling. Um, and as we're playing around with these images, we're not doing it necessarily with our mind. We're playing around with this sense within us that also has um, its own wisdom. It may even become clear that this vague, sense, vague sensation has something to do with specific situations or experiences in our life, maybe even long ago. For instance, um, maybe we, we feel like I feel heavy, I feel trapped, I feel like 
an empty cave that's full of dead bones. Um, and we all of a sudden may realize that it's connected to some depressing situation that we're facing. So sometimes, you know, when you lie down at night, maybe you can't sleep, you can do something like this. What do I feel? Like, what is that felt vague sense at the end of this day without thinking of what's happening during the day or what happened during the day? What do I have as a felt sense? I feel trapped. I feel like an ogre over me or within me, uh, whatever it may be. Um, and it may lead us to under, to see something about the day that we didn't see before or about our life that we didn't see before. Or it may even give us an exciting opportunity. We may feel like my whole being is, is getting brighter. My whole being is expanding. Um, I feel like, like a racer ready to sprint in a race. Um, and sometimes we can have opposite feelings, negative and positive at the same time. The, the point is not necessarily to figure them out or to understand them, but to get a picture of them at this point. So this vague, not yet fully articulated experiencing is what Jean calls a felt sense. So it's more than just, I have this gut feeling, or I have an intuition. It's more than thoughts and thinking. It's a felt sense. It, a felt sense encompasses the entire situation, the whole of the situation. It includes thoughts, feelings, intuitions, but it's more than that. It, it's, it's, um, it, many times if we don't know how to listen to our felt senses, we might find ourselves asking, should I follow my gut or my head in a situation? My gut says one thing, but logically I think we should do another. And, and sometimes we just need that other wisdom that is inside of us, that taps into um, you know, a wisdom that, that encompasses the entirety of the situation and the entirety of our lives. So we open ourselves up in focusing to the whole of our bodies experiencing. We don't choose between these disagreeing parts of ourselves, for example, our gut and our logic. We ask ourselves, what is it like to experience the entirety of this situation? What is it like to experience the entirety of this situation? So the felt sense is that fuzzy sense of the whole. Um, they are the full felt meaning of a situation. And in focusing, Jean is helping us to learn how to listen to this felt sense. So focusing is the ability to stay with this felt sense as it develops, um, to look at it with curiosity, to notice it without judging, to experience it. It's the ability to welcome whatever 
is there in a friendly way to, in a sense, invite it into tea. It's the ability to listen to that place within us that is trying to tell us something. And it is the readiness to be surprised. When we try to think about what to do, we're not surprised because we take what we know so far, we, these building blocks, and we try to arrange and rearrange them to do something that's going to be helpful or make some sense. But we're missing pieces of information regarding that situation. And focusing is what helps us to reach into that whole um, awareness and experience of the situation. It, it helps us to understand, to comprehend that which a part of us is aware of, but we don't yet fully know. So when through focusing we come in contact with this sea of experience that's carried within us, we come to understand how we are living in a situation, not just what the situation is. We understand how we are living in a relationship, not just who's at fault about what's happening. We begin to see how we are um, experiencing or living through or dealing with a problem, not just what the problem is and what we are doing. So in a sense, we're moving away from the ego function, which tries to nail things down and get things figured out to something much larger. And, and we, as Christians, would say, there's something about this, there's something about this process that opens us up to, to meditation, to a sense of contemplation that can also lead to what is God doing in this situation? How is God part of my entire experience of living in this situation, relationship, or problem? And again, at the end, we'll go through this as a prayer experience in which we'll do just that. But right now, we're just trying to understand the process of focusing. And as we focus on this entire sea of experience, something inside of us shifts. Something inside of us changes. We relax. Our body may feel more energized, more open, more hopeful, because something that we've been holding tight is released. And when that release happens, which is not something we can, can predict, think, figure out, but something that we receive. We also experience often a sense of gratitude, a sense of wonderment. And physically, sensations of our body may change, such as our, our breathing may become deeper, our shoulders may drop, um, Areas of our body where we've been experiencing tightness may just release. And we experience that directly in our body, very clearly. And that gene calls a felt shift. So we have a felt sense 
you focus on it, and there is a felt shift. And when this felt shift happens, new possibilities emerge from what may have seemed to have been a place that was stuck, or maybe something that we just couldn't understand. Or, um, or even, you know, as, as Christians, we're trying to live virtuously. And sometimes we try and try and try, and it's like hitting our head against the wall. Focusing the simple process can help us, in a sense, get to, so what's kind of maybe underneath or behind or uh, uh, involved in, what else is in the soup here? that may be actually causing the difficulty of us being able to choose virtue. So there are many benefits of focusing. Um, and Jean lists some of these as, first of all, obviously, we begin to understand what we're truly feeling and wanting. And maybe instead of the drama of demanding what we think we want or what we think we need, we actually realize truly what's needed in a situation or what we truly want in our hearts. We then become more creative in surmounting obstacles and making decisions and solving problems. We become more attentive to ourselves, more aware of ourselves, more welcoming to ourselves, more friendly with ourselves and our body and mind and soul and will and heart and spirit become more integrated. We might even find relief from tension and chronic pain. And we begin to have our own person, our own heart, our own, our own focus, an awareness of what God has placed us on this earth for, instead of feeling um, conscripted, conscripted to what is demanded or um, de uh, wanted or dictated around us. This process can um, deepen the process of counseling and spiritual direction. So what I want to do is go through quickly a description now to summarize of Genlin, Jean Genlin's six-step focusing process. Um, it's an inner meditation-like problem-solving process in a self-help way. So first, it begins with clearing a space, setting aside the jumble of thoughts, opinions, analysis that we carry in our minds, um, the feelings, the reactions, those provocative magnetic thoughts that are, uh, are, are pulling us away from who we truly are in the mind of God. And by doing this, we make a clear and quiet space inside where something new can arise. Second, we get a felt sense simply by asking an open-ended question like, so what is the feel of this whole issue or situation or problem? What is the feel, not who's at fault, what's going on, what should I do? What is the feel of this whole situation? And instead of answering with our own decision that we've already made, 
We wait silently, even as long as a minute, for the subtle, intuitive, bodily feel of the whole thing to form within us. Next, we find a handle, he calls it. We carefully look for words or an image that begin to capture the feel of the whole thing. It may not completely capture it, but it begins to, to capture the feel of it, the felt sense of it, the creative edge of it. So for example, it's jumpy, it's sad, it's jagged, it's scared. It's like the dew of a spring morning. Um, it's like my favorite food, lasagna and ice cream. Um, it's like it's like a car, you know, uh, going off at a hundred miles an hour immediately. Something new it wants to come forth. Um, it's like beautiful spring flowers rising up in the soft rain. So this is called finding a handle. Then we take those handles, words or image, and we kind of hold them against the felt sense, and we say gently, "Is this right? Is it?" Is this really what it feels like? He calls this resonating and checking. Um, and then we, we look at it and we go, no, not quite. It's jumpy, but it's jumping up and down like jumping jacks. It's jumpy, but it's like a bunny rabbit jumping. Um, so we find new words or images, if necessary, to, to really get the best fit of what of, of an image or a word that defines this felt sense, that encompasses this felt sense. And then we begin to ask open-ended questions. Open-ended questions are questions that don't have a yes or no or otherwise closed answer to the felt sense. So we may ask questions like, and what is so hard about that? Or, and why does that have me stuck? Or, what was so beautiful about that moment? Or, and how does this apply to everything else in my life right now? And again, the process continues. Instead of um, answering with our mind, we wait silently for this whole body felt sense to arise. And as we go through this process, um, as a Christian, um, I often, after I've done this many times, I ask God in prayer, I say, now God, I ask you to give me a core image of myself as you see me. That's going one step beyond Jean, but it's such a beautiful experience then because we've cleared away um, we've cleared away all of the stuff that's been disturbing us, and we're able to hear God in a very crystal clear way. So there's often, as we said, a physically felt experience of release and ease, even in our body, um, when we find the right uh, words and images that respond to these questions. And there's like a paradigm shift. It can even be just small, but it can be huge. Yes, that's it. We see an insight that transforms 
the way we see everything, there's this larger unfolding within us. Many pieces of the puzzle suddenly fall into place where everything was just a jumble before. Um, sometimes there's also a flood of tears or an acknowledgement that's very peaceful or a sense of relief. So at each new step, um, at each felt shift, we take a moment to receive what we've been given, to receive what we've discovered, to sit with this new intuitive feel, this new intuitive whole body feel. And then we can start again and ask another open-ended question. And what is so important about this? Or, and why did that have me stuck? Or, and where does my mother come into all of this? Uh, whatever it may be. And again, we wait for the felt sense to form. We find a handle. We resonate and check with that handle and the felt shift until we have a sense of that's it. We ask another open-ended question. Um, we experience a shift within us. And we continue on this way until we have a new outlook, a new direction, a new inspiration as to go forward. And again, um, when I do this, I often at the end, I ask God now, please, I ask you humbly in your mercy to give me um, a handle, to give me an image, a core image of the way you see me or see this situation and relationship at this time. And that can give a huge felt shift um, and can open us contemplatively, morally, spiritually to seeing how we can go forward. And it's a very beautiful experience. So that's a description of Jean Genlin's focusing process. I'll lead you through a focusing process, and then I, there will be a couple other um, ways in which we can use focusing that there you'll, you'll be led through in different exercises and prayers.